Welcome. Welcome. Do we have that music? Do we have that music playing in the background? Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Folks, we specialize in bad porn music. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Welcome to the new Pitch of Basil show on this wonderful September night. As you can tell, we have definitely changed things for the better to make this show heads above the rest. I want to bring you a fantastic guest who are the movers and shakers all around the world in entertainment, sports, and more. And I got to tell you, uh, I am your beautiful, lovely, sexy as hell host, Basil, with my fantastic co-host who really makes this show rock, Janice Hermsen. And the new edition of the Pinch of Basil show, our director, engineer, and hell, we'll even let him say a few words periodically, our little JR Quitman. JR, what's going on, my brother? What's up? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? I gave myself a sad trombone. I didn't give myself a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the applause. There you, you go. You, you are magical, my friend. You are truly magical in every way. You really are. Um, yeah, well, listen, man. We're, we're indeed broadcasting our show, streaming live on Facebook at Basil Fans, Twitch at A Pinch of Basil, YouTube, Basil Space, The Comedian, one word, and, of course, through Anchor to eight different outlets, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And let us not forget Greek Beat Radio that takes us all over the world from Australia, South Africa, Europe, North America, Central and South America as well. We are so happy to, to be on this. And I got to be honest with you, you can even call in on our new toll-free number, 844-523-2633. And like I said, we really want to hear from you, my special listeners. So make sure that you go to all of our social outlets, as I mentioned. And if you want to email directly, hey, do so. Guess what? We even got a new email address, info at a pinch of basil. Put an E at the end of that. You should be all right. And uh, you know what? I I'm just so excited about being this. As you can tell, look at this. All Look at this. We got rolling. It's just beautiful. We got stuff rolling on the bottom with all the information, we got a pinch of a new logo. Look at the logo. There, there it is. There, the logo is there. Thank you, Eddie Ruger. Thank you. We had it on top, and then we changed it. We said, hell no, bring it down to the bottom. No, we didn't. No, we couldn't move the damn thing. So we're, we're just having some fun. And um, listen, uh, if you want to find out where we're at, I want you to do me a favor. Look, I got some shows coming up. I'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's right. Wilmingwood, North Carolina, at the Dead Crow Comedy Club, September 17th, 18th. And then 19th, a special Greek show that I'll be doing, um, Comedy Zone in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, October 1 and 2, Governor's Comedy Club in Belmore, New York, October 9th and 10th, October 14th at The Ohio State University. I'm doing a special show for the football team over there. And then uh, private, and then October 16th at Youngstown, Ohio at The Funny, I'm sorry, at The Funny Farm. Um, I'll be doing a one night event there, two shows. Uh, I think some of them are, one of them is already sold out. So, hey, you want to find out more dates, go to basillive.com. That's B A S I L E L I V E.com. Check us out. And uh, listen, and you want to hire me? I don't blame you. I want to hire me. I just can't afford me. So, just go to my website, like I said, basil live.com for fundraisers, corporate events, private parties, um, theaters, comedy clubs, whatever the case may be, email me at info at 
Basil Live. It's a little bit different. Just info at Basil. There's the website. Look at that face. A face that only a mother could love. That's all I'm going to tell you. Look at that. That's a beautiful thing right there. Uh, in just a bit, uh, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, is going to be with us at exactly in about, oh, probably about another 10 minutes. But you know what? I, I kind of want to introduce uh, to you um, my co-host. Uh, well, a lot of you already know Janice. And Janice has been um, such an integral part for the beginning of when we did the show from before. And I love her. And she is an, actually a wonderful individual, smart as, as a whip and one of those people who can calm me down and, and actually make me see reason and things. Uh, our political, most of the time, most of the time uh, <laughs> Janice, how you doing, sweetie? You everything doing good? Oh, everything is great. And it's so good to be back on A Pinch of Basil. And yes. our new formats, our, our new director, welcome, JR. So glad to see you here. And it's been fun getting this all together and getting to know you. Absolutely. You know, uh, and look at that. I didn't even have to do anything, and uh, the Pinch of Basil logo moved to the top it of my head. It to the top. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know what JR did. I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, so, pull the curtain. <laughs> so you're, the you're more full of crap than I am, for God's sakes. Okay. <laughs> so before the show, he had asked me if I could move the logo above his head. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I did on my screen. But it never, it never moved on that screen until just now, and this is 20, 30 minutes ago. Okay, are you saying that my laptop is is slow, and that I need a helmet for it? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hey, possibly, <laughs> possibly. I'm not. You said it. Hey, you're from, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> I think it's true. I think my my. My computer's a little bit slow. That's all I'm going to say. No. Um, I'm really excited about having you here. It's having you both here. It's been fun, believe it or not, when we were kind of choreographing this whole thing and how we're going to do it. And JR actually brought, uh, you know, so much fun. I've known JR for probably about 10 years. Yeah. You know, he, he worked at, at, as he still works at a television station uh, as a director and, um, you know, and I've been doing stuff for the Greek Festival. Every time I wind up doing commercials, um, I've never seen a man actually eat so many pieces of pastry within a, a matter of, of, of seconds. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I had, I was introduced to baklava when you brought it to the station. <laughs> and every year you would come around to promote Greek Festival. I loved eating that baklava. I took advantage of it as best I could. I Baby, I, I, oh, I was I was willing to get people fired if I didn't get some after the show. <laughs> I actually think I I can't remember if I brought you extra a little yeah. side plate. Did I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we tried filming some stuff aside as well, and you know we just saw humor the same way, and uh, we have a lot in common. And his son just played his first uh, junior high. Uh, football game, and I, I'm I'm so happy about that, and it, it's really really cool because I don't have any sons, so I kind of you know kind of live my life with with my with my nephews, and now I got a new nephew evidently, and thank really? God he takes after his mother on the look side because man, whoa, that, whoa, yeah. whoa, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's no two okay. ways about it. He can it. have the looks, but he got my athleticism right. <laughs> okay, I hope he does a lot better than you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Hey, me too, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 
I'm glad he, I'm, I'm glad he got a chance to slobber knock some kids. That's all I'm, I'm really happy about. Uh, a lot of news has been going on. Janice, uh, anything you want to share with us? Um, nothing. You know, it's I say a he lot of news. But... To, he doesn't want me to talk about politics. That's oh, no, I do. I, listen, <laughs> we're allowed to talk politics a little bit more than before. So, you know, I know what's happening. Um, and um, our president um it, it kind of you know had his way of doing things yeah I'm, I'm having my senior moments there's no two ways about it um he uh, i think he showed his senior moments a lot of times and i know jr and i talk politics as well we and what i love about jr he respects my opinion i respect his and it's a little bit different you know, and that's what this whole thing is all about. It's not, I hate you because you think this way. No, there is no hate. Uh, there's, you know, we all know where we're actually coming from. And I got to be honest with you, I, I really love JR for that. And there's been things that I've disagreed with Janice about. And, and we just kind of, yeah, once in a while, you know. Aww, not yeah. us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, but what I love is we have that opportunity to go ahead and espouse our opinions to ourselves agree or disagree i just think it's a real cool idea that we can do that and uh you know i, I think and everyone you know if you guys want to comment by the way please do comment you got like i said you're going to be on twitch you're now on facebook uh you are now on youtube and you can comment there and we can actually show these people your comments on here as well um again today we have a phenomenal guest with ken shamrock uh, who is a world champion um, from Ultimate Fighting uh, to the UFC Hall of Fame to so many various events that he has been a professional wrestler. Now this bare knuckles thing that he's doing right now, which is just an unbelievable, um, you know, uh, type of thing. And I, I'm going to be asking him. I said, you know, it doesn't hurt to get hit with bare knuckles. But the one thing that I've learned that you know, when you fight bare knuckles. The reason why they put gloves on fighters was because the one who threw the punch was breaking his head hand on the person's yeah. head. And that's why they put gloves on. And I thought it was the other way around that they didn't, you know, want the guy to get, you know, hurt that was receiving the punch. How, how it was the other way around. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's crazy, it, right? It is crazy. And then I want to ask myself, so what what's up with the with the bare knuckles? You know, you my wife hits me, I go down. There's no two ways about it, you know. I'm afraid of my wife. I don't mind telling y'all, you know. I, yeah, and I think we need a support group. She just uh, keeps you in line the way she's supposed to. That's all. I want a support group. I don't care what you say, Janice, because you and you with me, Jr. Well, not understand. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Come sick on, and guys. tired of my. Hold on. <laughs> I just want to make sure she wasn't here. Yeah. Okay. You too, Jr. All right. All right. So yeah, what I'm saying is. <laughs> <laughs> I run this house when she ain't here. Yeah, yeah. So she's not around or even in the same city or state. I run this house. Hell yes. That's all I'm gonna say. That's right. Janice, what you gotta say about it? Mute her real quick. Mute her. Oh my gosh. I, look, I I make no bones about it. If it wasn't for Kula, I'd be in trouble. Uh, there's no two ways about it. She saved my bacon so many times. And um, and Janice, I, I love strong women, always have, always will. And uh, JR, I know you got a strong wife. And Janice is a strong wife. I've seen her in action. 
and uh, she doesn't take no guff from anybody. Nope. And uh, that's what I kind of like, you know, even though, you know, I, I can't wait to hear all the questions she's got for for uh, Ken Shamrock. Well, he, I know has, he has a couple of books, so we can we can talk about that. Know. See? Really? The books? You the angle you're going with? Yeah, you thought I, I was going to be uh, stymied by that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so we got the world's most dangerous man. That's right. We're going to talk about his book. world's most dangerous woman. <laughs> and you and I are going to be standing on the sideline witnessing this be ass beaten. <laughs> I didn't even get a word in edgewise. I guarantee it. Oh, no, are you kidding me? Listen, man, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm excited about him coming on. And, and you know, and I wonder, is he married? Did we did we find out if he was married with children or anything? No, I know he has kids. I don't know if he has kids with this his wife now. Okay. But, um, but I know he has kids from a previous marriage for sure. Okay. I don't now. Okay. And yeah. last, I, last I saw or heard, he was married now, yes. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. He is such an interesting person, and I've I've been a fan of his. We I mean, know. all of my yeah. <laughs> from UFC, and, and I'm a huge so everybody listening. I'm a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. I've got wrestling action figures and stuff. I played with it with my son. I witnessed it. <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, you got. Me, I, we were we were testing something yesterday yesterday afternoon, and I'm like, um, listen, do you have toys behind you, man? <laughs> Those, those are my action figures, man. Don't, don't be talking stuff about my action figures. But not toys, they're figures. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but, but, but no, his story is him. Just, I just remember watching his first few, the first two, three UFCs when he started it with him and uh, Hoist Gracie. And I remember watching my brother. Shout out to my brother, Bam. Um, we had watched him. Like, who was this guy? He lost to Royce Gracie or whatever the first fight, but... This dude, just his intensity, his his style of fighting and everything was just fascinating to us. And we just loved him ever since. Now, so, so, and then he won what really amazes me. He won this, is it, is it the Pancrace? The Pan Japanese? I, I miss, I'm, I mispronounce it all the time. Pancrace? Pancrace? open tight. It's a kickboxing type that he won in Japan. This is the people who actually created kickbox, how to fly kick. And he won. How the hell do you do that, for God's sakes? I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I, I just think, you know, I, you know, I, to me, that's amazing. That's all I'm going to tell you. But, um, you know, I'm just going to give you a little background about him. Um, Kenneth Wayne Shamrock, an American bare knuckles boxing promote. He's a promoter now as well. Professional wrestler, retired mixed martial arts, MMA and kickboxer. He is best known for his time in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC, a member in the Ultimate Fighting uh, Hall of Fame, UFC Hall of Fame. Shamrock, uh, uh, widely regarded as one of the greatest fighters in history of mixed martial arts. That, to me, is a, just unbelievable. Um, it, you know, as well, he's an icon and a pioneer of sports. I mean, he has headlined over 15 major main events. He's the co-main events in the UFC, the Pride FC, and set numerous MMA pay-per-view records. Has set records in pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. I, I know where to go for a loan. In the early part of his <laughs> UFC career, Shamrock was named the world's most dangerous man. This man can kill you with his pinky. 
okay? And it's that's just amazing to me. And 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 the brilliance that actually comes from being able to be a promoter and to make money this way is just phenomenal. And he's going to be joining us, I think, any second. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I think guys like that is, you know. I mean, they're I, a different breed. It's a different oh. breed. Just to just think of, I just can't imagine walking into a place knowing that I have to fight somebody that I, I might not even know this person, but we have to fight. Right. We have to fight for money. And this guy is trying to knock my face off and I yeah. have to do the same. And just the, just the whole optics of it is just crazy to me. Absolutely. There's I mean, no two ways about boxing, it. Maybe a boxing match with gloves, boxing gloves. Yeah. But UFC and bare knuckle fighting. I, I tell you what, I'm, to me, I'm, I'm a little bit lost when it comes to some of that. I think we're having some issues with the actual um, Basil fans on Facebook because I still don't see the feed coming through. I, I directed your uh, fans to come to uh, Twitch and to go to um, YouTube. So. YouTube, okay. And okay, we got to figure out. We'll figure that out. Okay, absolutely. We're going along. Sorry about that. Absolutely. Um, and then let me know when Ken's on because uh, to me, I mean. Well, this, uh, is, this is live radio and JR, um, he's uh, trying to join. It says it's loading and uh, he's not getting here. So, oh, yeah. So um, I am going to step away, guys, for just a minute. You guys hang in there and do your thing and I'm going to go take care of this. Okay, right. sounds great. You know, the, the thing is about, you know, you and I being ex-jocks and everything. I mean, we see the the, the dedication that it takes to, to do what he does and to do it at such a high level for such a long period of time and still have his brain cells enough to become right. a promoter and to actually create more business. And to, I mean, how many pay-per-view records has he set? I mean, that to me, it, it's just unbelievable. I was listening to you know I've listened I've listened to his interviews a lot and um, that was one of the things he had said and like his when he had went back to UFC for the second time or something they weren't getting money from the the points from the pay per view buys back mm -hmm. so and he didn't know anything about that until he had left UFC and went to the WWF at the time mm -hmm. now so he went to WWF and learned how oh these people all these the companies and stuff are making money off pay per view buys and there's some point system involved in everything that I don't know nothing about. Mm -hmm. But that knowledge, when he left WWF back to UFC and put it in his contract with, uh, I don't, I mean, it might not have been Dana Wright. It might, I don't remember who it was at the time, but um, he was saying that he had it put in his contract then that he would get points on pay-per-view buys. And um, the, the stipulation was only if they were going to be shattering numbers, if he got the same like million buys or whatever, so he was basically making his money on back end. Yeah. So he bet he bet he placed a bet on himself. Like, look, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna ask for this contract. Give me money. Give me points from pay per view buys and everything. And he got it. And look at where we are now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So like the sport today, the UFC sport, the MMA sport that we see today, these fighters, even though they don't get paid as well as they should, like the boxers do. Yeah. But they get paid very well because of Ken Shamrock. Period. Do you do you think do you, do you think boxers make good you know MMA type fighters because there you can use your feet your legs your knees and everything yeah, elbows and all that good stuff yeah. I would guess you know, I would guess it's a hard transition 
because it's it's easier because you don't see you don't see a lot of wrestlers go to MMA. You see a lot of MMA people go to go to boxing or go to boxing. Yeah, right. You see, you don't you kind of don't see the reverse unless they're older or mm-hmm. and it's like an exhibition fight type deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would guess it's kind of a harder transition. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, not only having to focus on hands, that's probably easier instead of somebody kicking at you. But but still, I've seen the kicks to the head where the guy will complete flip and you know throw his entire body in a whip and hit the guy in the head square in the head. Yeah, and yeah. how I mean it, it knocked me out and I was in the living room, you know, <laughs> watching this. It's like you've got to be kidding me! It's just so a gun didn't go down. It is absolutely incredible what they yeah. Do. So that was always amazing. Did we get Janice back yet? No, she's, she's back? not back. She's still working on it. Yeah, she's still okay. working. Folks, um, we're at, we're, you know, we're trying to get the little small little technical uh, details uh, worked out and everything like that, but we'll get it out there because uh, Ken is, I'll tell you, one hell of a, of an individual to have on this show, and, uh, and he's got a great sense of humor too. Because I was talking to him, they were at a restaurant. And I was talking to his manager, and his manager and I and a good friend of ours, Nick Furis, was actually involved with that too. And, and he was laughing because, bless you, and he was laughing because um, because we were talking back, we were talking junk back and forth to each other. And yeah. I said, I will come down there to Jacksonville, Florida, you know, and, and knock your ass out, you know. Meanwhile, I'm like, thank God there's like you know 400 miles between. So us. glad there's so many miles in between us. <laughs> Where are we at, Janice? Well, um, he's joining, so you should see him there. Okay. Because I walked him through, so we're we should be going. All right. Anytime now, any moment now. I actually like the way Do I you have see my him there because I I was online with them and they should be joining. Not yet. Not yet. That's weird. Well, you know, this is live radio, right? Oh, yeah, this is live TV, live television, live radio. <laughs> live whatever. Now, whatever and that's what I deal with, like, because I still, I direct the news. I work in the news business. So. Right. Live television, not never know. Still not. The only guess I see are you and Basil. Hmm. Well, this is interesting because I was on the phone with them and, uh, they were Did he see the little black box? Yeah, and they were him? Man, why is it going to be black? Yeah. What? Because that's the way I roll. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a phone call here, and uh, I'll come back again. You want, me to, you want me to send you the link again, Janice, and then you can send Go it to him again? Yeah, send it to my email, and I'll send it again, and uh, I'll make sure they get through. I thought we did, but obviously that didn't happen, so we'll do it again. Make it happen, baby. And thank you all. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I see a couple of names here. A couple. We uh we have a guitar binary. It says much love from Cyprus. Oh, Cypress, beautiful man. I tell you what, my Cypriot fans love my Cypriot fans. Number one, great. It's hey, you know it's so funny, man. When they talk Greek, it's hysterical. They talk Greek like a Greek right off the people guys. He's like that, and so all of a sudden you break into English and they break into the Queen's English. Oh, mate. Right. Okay. It's, you know, it's all right. right. You know, and it's so funny because you don't get that complete, you know, one thing to another thing like that. So I love my Cyprus fans. They're all fantastic. I know they keep around the world. You guys are great. And a lot of people don't know that I'm, 
I'm, I have a little bit of Cypriot in me as well. Uh, I'm 92% Greek, and that includes part of Cyprus, and uh, 8% Italian, which explains me always wanting to sell protection to people. So, you know, to me, it's always been very interesting. <laughs> you want some peanuts, baby? You want some peanuts, baby? Let's get background into you so basil, the people who yeah. might not know you yeah just like basil is one of if not one of he is one of the funniest people i've ever met in my life but Thanks, my he's brother. so real just so down to earth he's been just so good to me but people who don't know you as well as i do your comedy and what your work you've done you know and all that stuff while we have a little bit of time my sure. channel for us basil well, I'll tell you what, you know, the, I think one of the things is, is I always kind of kept it real when I'm in my office and you have come to my office in yeah. the studio, as it were, and um, I do my work there. But I love when I have people that are in the same industry as I and also share the same background, athletic background. And, um, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys that has to have my trophies all over. I don't think you saw anything <laughs> of a trophy I don't have no, anything. I don't, I don't have my old helmets out. I don't have any of my stuff. I think I may have some of my fraternity. I think I have my fraternity paddle. So, and, yeah. yeah, and I, because that's just, you know, my fraternity was important to me at that time. And, uh, but great memories and stuff. So when I started working with you, I just knew that we had something going. And it's like with Janice, if I like working with people, I never needed, um, I never needed a huge entourage. I just needed one or two people that I just really love hanging with, and I would yeah. do anything for them, and they would do anything for me. So that's you know, and that we have that kind of relationship too. So, and that's what I love, you know, I really do. But thanks, man, and you are a talented person. I hope you stick around the greater Wilmington area for a long period of time because I'm selfish, and I want you around me. <laughs> I'm here. Janice is back. Janice is back. I did not get the link from you, JR. I just, oh, really? Check no. again? I just checked a little bit ago, and it's not there. Just. And, oh, I just got it now. All right, never mind, guys. I'll get it to him again. No problem, no problem. No problem. <laughs> hey, baby, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. It works there. I'm just checking it because, uh, hmm, what can I say? All right, let me get it to him. Man, my face is whited out big time right now. There it goes. Okay. I guess there it is. Yeah. I think <clears> i got to find is there maybe, there's maybe a different type of camera that we need. And we'll probably have to hook up. I do have another camera that we can use and stuff like that that we can maybe work out uh, on this. But uh, but this is looking pretty good, man. I'm really loving yeah. it. Even though Janice has the basil thing over her head, uh, I'm not really crazy about that because it's, I'm basil. God's sakes, you know, I didn't see me calling my show the Janice show, you know, the pitch of Janice. Come on, come on. He had my logo on my head. What's up with that? What's up with that? She looks like Carla Miranda, you know, <laughs> with all the little fruits and nuts. Ooh, hey, we got it here. Let me show you. We got a uh, here. This, uh, this is from Matt Guy. Hello from Pittsburgh, guys. I saw you when you came to Station Square, and I was out for my bachelor party 23 years ago. Oh, wow, man. And you're still married to the same woman, I hope? What did he say? That's a dangerous let's question. See when he, let's see when he responds. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, man. The, 
guitar sorry guitar binary he just asked is this podcast exclusively on youtube it is on youtube and twitch today it's on youtube and twitch and it will be on facebook from uh we were having a little bit of technical difficulty with hey, that. That guy says yes, he is still. Hey, no way to go, brother! I'm yeah, glad that I was part of that. You know, because <laughs> I'm all about that. I keep relationships together. I am oh, uh, the relationship doctor that can make things. You know, I'm all about. You know, you got the love doctor. I'm more like the sex doctor. I can make things right. happen for you. Yeah. I believe our guest is in the building. Oh, thank God. I believe our guest is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is joining us now. Ken. How you doing? Good, brother. How are you? Oh, one day at a time, man. Just loving life. I hear you, bro. Listen, man, I was so excited to have you on the show. I'm sorry about the slight technical difficulty and getting you on. But first of all, listen, if you're going to come... Is that what that was? I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to come on my show showing off your guns, you know, like, you know, what, you know, kind, of, what kind of business is this, for God's sakes? You know, take it all off. If you're going to try and do something, real, you want to impress the hell out of me, that's what you do. Okay. You don't see me taking off my pants, do you? No, I don't do that. Hold up! <laughs> not not on this show. Not on this yeah, show. That, that, that was in my uh, here's my here's my more sensitive side right here. <laughs> here we go. Does that balance it out? Oh, that, that's lovely. That's lovely. That, that's that's amazing. I my God, you have the dog and then you're half naked with you. I don't know what the hell that's all about. To be quite honest, hey, hey it, it's a fantasy world. We can all live in it. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to go there right now with <laughs> yeah, this fantasy world of yours. First of all, Ken, thanks for being on the show. Second of all, uh, I want to introduce you to Janice, who's my co-host, along with J.R. Quitman. And and I, you know, when when Jay and R start, J.R. and I started talking, I told him I said, "Well, I think we're going to have as our first guest Ken Shamrock." <laughs> and I have never seen a black man's nipples jump out as quickly as his did. But mother of God, he goes, his mouth, I swear to you, gaped up. He was like, so I didn't believe him at first. He goes, get out of here. And I'm like, hey, yeah. You know, I'm I'm proud that I've done a lot of things in my career first. And this has got to be up there with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so honored to be a part of that first. <laughs> It is my honor to be your first. <laughs> Ken, I just got to right. tell you, I was laughing so hard because I've known him. Now, he's got a great sense of humor. He knows just about, I think he even knows what the hell your DNA is, to be quite honest with you, because he was like, he's done this, and he wasn't even looking at anything. He's done that, and I watched him do this, and then this, and I'm like, um, I guess you want to be part of our show? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> hell yeah, I want to be part of the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, again, thanks so much uh, to, to be on here. There are so many things that impress the living crap out of me with you is the ability to do everything that you have done. And, you know, and uh, we're all ex-jocks. Um, we both play ball. And, well, Janice was a middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears and, you know, back in the day. Uh, hey, but, you know, that was an open-ended question there, but we just went by, by that one, right? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna keep it real. Let's keep it real. Absolutely, no two ways about it. But how you know that you broke your neck yeah. in high school? You were throwing some type of move on a kid. I wrestled as well. I've never lifted anyone over on top of my head and done something like that. Never. Uh, and you know, I may have thrown a five point move on taking someone down and getting a near fall. That's about as far as I've gotten. But you have recovered. How the hell did you do that? And how long did it take for you to recover to get to the point where you can then continue on? Yeah, you know, I, I think that the the mentality, I think, for a lot of people, when you talk about this kind of an injury, the first thing that goes into someone's mind is, what was your mindset, right? I mean, think about it. Your mindset has to be unbelievable focused, for one. And I'm a 16 and 17-year-old kid. Uh, I mean, I'm a senior in high school. I just turned 17. I break my neck. I got the whole world in front of me, right? I don't have the experience of, of a maturity level to be able to have those ups and downs as you grow in life, you know, obstacles, this and that. But I did have a lot of that because I was in group homes in juvenile hall and living on the street. And I think that played a big role in me not allowing that to affect me because I faced a lot more danger on the street, like being stabbed and, and being in juvenile hall and having to fight for your, 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 your stuff, like toothbrushes and razor blades. You, you fought for that stuff. So it, I think it played a big role in me being able to not let that overtake me, not let that be something that would define me or allow it to, to enter my mind of failure. So for me, it was just, okay. I remember the doctor announcing, uh, saying, hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm clamped to this bed. I can't sit up and watch TV. They have to flip me when I got to go to the bathroom. I mean, I'm, I'm watching TV, I'm even on my back. And when I'm watching TV, I'm watching it through a mirror because I can't sit up, I can't move my body. So a lot of people talk about breaking their neck. They don't break their neck, they fracture their neck or some, something of that, I broke my neck, like I wasn't moving. Right. So that time in that hospital, I remember doctor coming in and saying, and after all the, uh, the accomplishments from being on the street to being this punk kid that was gonna die before I was 18 or end up in prison, end up going to a home, being able to be let down the right road, finding sports to vent my anger into something positive rather than negative it gave made me feel relevant i get to that point as a senior in high school i've got the world in front of me i've got a mother i've got a father who were the group home of the own of the home there that gave me a life everything was going and in one second it was taken away and then i was being told in the hospital by this doctor telling me that i was never going to play contact sports again well, that's, that's who I became relevant. That's how I became Ken Shamrock. That's how I became this person that people liked. It's because of football and wrestling. Now I'm being told I got to go back to the old Ken Shamrock, right? And I was like, in my head, I was like, no. This doctor doesn't know me. This doctor doesn't know what I'm willing to do to get to where he doesn't want to go. He, he doesn't, how, how can he tell me that? I'm not like anybody else. And so I remember when he told me that, I just, my father told me, you know, because I was getting depressed and he said, listen, and it, it was brutal, but it was real. And, and, and that's what I needed was he said, you can lay there and pout about it or you can do something about it because nobody, and I mean, nobody is going to do this for you. 
Yeah, people can give you opportunities. They can you lead you in the right direction like he did for me, uh, meet the right people. But ultimately, it's you that has to get you where you want to be. I'll never forget that because it was as real as you can get, but it made sense to me because I realized this doctor can't tell me what my life's going to be like. Nobody around me can tell me what my life's going to be about. I'm the only one that has control of what my life's going to be about. And so therefore, I ended up going out of the hospital. I didn't listen to what anybody said about me not playing contact sports, about not having a chance to do anything else. I went in and started working out and training, getting bigger and stronger. Two years later, I'm playing college. Obviously, I couldn't go play at a state university, which is I had scholarships and stuff. They were all gone. So I had to go to a junior college. I led the team in tackles. I was a captain. Um, and so my this, this, this time where I was told I wasn't going to do this, I mean, could have been a chance for me to be able to use that as an excuse to be a failure. But I refused to listen to somebody tell me I couldn't do something when I needed to find out that I couldn't do it. So I needed to go through those steps of training. I need to get on the football field. I need to get on the wrestling match. And I needed to know it was over. Not somebody telling me it was over. I had to find out for myself. And it's a good thing I did because I realized it wasn't over. And, you know, I wish that more people had that fighting attitude here in this in our world, but especially here in the United States, where everyone thinks they're damaged goods when they can't do anything, or even if they lose everything in business, how dare you tell me I can't come back out of the flames of my losses and do what I want to do, maybe in comedy, acting, anything. You hold the controlling, you hold the keys to your success. And that's exactly, you are exactly what this world needs. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, you basically did exactly what you wanted to do on your terms. And that is, that's a lot to be said about that. Well, yeah. and I think we run in today in today's society where we allow the government to tell us what's safe and not safe. And you think about it in your head and saying, well, isn't that a, a choice that I should make? about what I feel is safe and isn't safe. If I want to choose to try to do something to further my life and be better in my life, and it may be dangerous, but don't I have a right to make that choice? I mean, like you want to send me to war. If I was an 18 year old or 19 year old kid, you'll put a gun around my shoulder and tell me to go out there and fight the enemy for the great old America. And I would have no problem doing that. But when I come back home, you tell me I can't get in the ring and fight bare knuckle. Okay. That's hypocrisy. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. No two ways. Do you, you know, the things that you have given and, and, and I, I guess the positive attitudes that you have given to the young, to the older, and even to the very old, they see you, you're a man, what, what are you, 50, 57, 57? Right 57. on. Okay. Oh, and you, you, you look, you look, well, yeah, I, I went to kindergarten, I can add. Okay. <laughs> you. Sorry. <laughs> Kiss my ass. All of you. <laughs> Good work, Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I noticed, though? Uh, because it seems like after you accomplish something, you said, okay, I got it. I'm putting it to the end. As I was going through and, and you know researching you and everything, and I want to make sure because you and I have a good friend in common um, yeah. with Nick, and um, you know you're a one-time World Tag Team Champion, <laughs> you're a one-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, 
You're a one-time intercontinental champion. You're a one-time world tag team. Oh, did I say world tag team champion twice? Um, because, yeah, to, yeah I mean, <laughs> is it like after you're done? Okay, so, uh, I got hit in the head a lot okay, yes, by my mother. So um, <laughs> when you do that, I mean, is it like, okay, did that, I'm done. I want to move on to the next thing. Is that your attitude towards towards life, that after you accomplish it, you want more of something else? Yeah, um, and give you a little journey of, of kind of my transition into where I'm at today. I started out doing tough mans. I was playing college football after I'd broken my neck, went play college football. I was doing very well there. I started doing these tough mans. I did one in Reading. Uh, when I was playing ball, I won that one. Then I went to Mooresville, North Carolina to try some wrestling because I couldn't get into a university. Uh, the, the Chargers wanted to try me out as, as a tryout, but they wanted to move me to fullback, and I wanted to play linebacker, but I was mm -hmm. too short because I was 5'11". I ran a 4'5", a sub-4'5", um, as a linebacker, and I weighed 200. And, at the time, I weighed 232 pounds. Uh, but I was too short. They wanted to move me to fullback. So I chose not to do that. And I went and did pro wrestling. And I ended up going there. And I did two tough ends down there, one in Hickory and one in Statesville. And I won both those. Uh, and then while I was doing that, I was doing this pro wrestling circuit, became the world champion in the NWA and SAPWA, a champion in both those organizations, all of this in a package. As I was doing that, I felt hungry, like I wasn't getting enough. And I remember a friend of mine showed me this tape, and it was this, what we call hybrid wrestling. And it was like punching and kicking and throwing guys to the ground and doing all this submission stuff, but the ending was predetermined, and it was called the UWF. And so I said, I want to do that. And I remember my friend Dean Malenko looked at me and goes, no, 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 dude, those guys are getting after one another. The ending's predetermined, but they're still beating each other up. And I said, yeah, I want to do it. So he sent me down there. I did the tryout, beat everybody up they had down there, which were a couple American guys, which weren't that good at the time. I go to Japan, they do a tryout, and I get the hell beat out of them. I mean, I've never had this done. I've never been handled like this before. And I, I, I mean, it was such a respect thing. I was like, I want to do this. A month later, I'm fighting in front of 17,000 people, and I won my first match. I started doing this thing. I started becoming somewhat relative, uh, moving up the ranks. And then the company broke up. Well, then when the company broke up, I went to another group with Fujiwara Gumi, where they started another company, which was Hybrid Wrestling. We did that for a while. And Suzuki and Funaki came to me and they asked, how would you like to do this for real? Like turn pro wrestling real? It didn't take me a split second, but to say yes, because I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't challenging myself to the full extent of what I knew I wanted to do, which was just be this this fighter, I, I saw this hybrid thing and I was like, Damn, I want more of this, but I couldn't really go hard at it because they, you know, you had to protect people. And so then when we started doing this, we called it Pancrase. That was the first time where people saw something that was real pro wrestling. It was real, no predetermined ending, rope escapes, throws, kicks and punches. Everything was real. And I rose to the top, became a champion in that. As I was a champion in that, I was happy. I mean, this was aggressive, right? There was nothing else around that would exceed the aggressiveness of this, except for a street fight. Somebody came to me and showed me a videotape of the UFC. And I remember watching it going, is that real? Like, is that really real? 
And they're like, yeah, that's real. And I said, okay. So I call this guy Art Davies and they go, is this real? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you're not going to pull me aside and say, okay, this is how it's going to work. He goes, no, 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 it's real. And I got, so they can walk up and kick a guy in the head when he's on the ground. He goes, yeah. And I'm like, dude, okay. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the selling point was you're gonna kick you were allowed to kick a guy in the head. I, I, I swear, I swear to God, that was my question. It's like you you mean I can walk up and just kick the dude in the head? And he's like, Yes. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're full of crap. There's no way. So I say yes to this. He calls me back, he says, Okay, you and he checks up on me. I'm the champion over in Japan. He says, you're exactly what we're looking for because there's another game named Hoist Gracie that kind of does the same thing, a little bit different because it's closed fist and there are no rules. It's like a street fight. And I was like, okay. But going to Japan, I went and defended my title three days before going to Japan. Like, And this is a mile high, right? So I'm going from Japan, defend my title, knock Fouquet out, go to Denver to, to fight in this thing, which I don't think is going to happen, right? We've never seen this before. So we get there. And as we start going towards the fight, it's no rules. Anything goes. The first thing they say to us when we get into the press conference is, is afterwards we're going to have a rules meeting. <laughs> it's like, that was my first red flag. Like, okay, here we go. Something right. So we get in there and they say, okay, um, Zane Frazier, you can't wear your kick pads. Ken Shamrock, you can't wear your wrestling shoes. And you can't tape your hands. But, oh, hey, our Jamerson can wear one glove. <laughs> so nobody could figure this out because we didn't understand this at, at first. Like we didn't know what they were doing, but what they were doing was they were padding their odds for hoist to win. Like literally setting up opportunities to make other fighters uncomfortable because we were supposed to fight in whatever discipline we fought in. So if you wore boxing gloves, you wear a boxing glove. You want to fight with tape on, you fight with tape on. I wore wrestling shoes my whole career. Never, never, no, never not wore them. So I didn't know what it was like not to have them on. Mm -hmm. So we go into these things, and of course we do the fight, and I did not think this was going to happen, right? First fight happens, it's the sumo and Gerard Godot, who was a kickboxer from Holland. He, I knew him from Japan, fighting in K1, and he was a serious dude. Just as I said, like, can we walk over and kick the guy in the head? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. He literally knocked the dude down, walked over, and football kicked him right in the face. <laughs> Yes. And I was like, okay, this is real. Like, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, game on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Take me now to where you are at with bare knuckles. Because I know this is, this is new. And I find it so intriguing um, with bare knuckles. And then the only thing I can think about, it's quick. Someone's going down quick. And, and I know that most, you know, the reason why, and I was talking earlier, um, uh, with JR and the reason why gloves were always throw thrown on people was because to protect the guy who was throwing the punch. So he didn't break his hand. So what, you know, the only thing, the, the, you know, better has to do is lower his head and this is like gotta be the thickest part of the skull you know is right there you hit someone there that's why i would always go for an uppercut if i got into a fight or whatever that's why and i fought like this in the old days yeah absolutely you know so i what what brought you to the point you said that you wanted to start this league because and 
and I give you a lot of credit. I mean, listen, you got the, this Lions Den mixed martial arts training camp. Um, and is this a, is this going to be a departure from that completely going into the bare knuckles that you're doing now? It, you know, this is a, a love that I had for bare knuckle. I mean, bare knuckle is so old that it's new. Because you look back in the 1800s and, and 1900s, they fought with no gloves. Yeah. And they would fight like this. And so it was Marcus of Queensbury's rules. So there was it was definitely uh, something that happened way early. But again, because they wanted to protect fighters and have them keep fighting and not have serious injuries to guys that were winning, they put gloves on them. And so... That's why when I had the opportunity and I fought bare knuckle back when I was in the UFC and also over in Japan with open hand strikes, everything was bare knuckle when I started my career. And it was pure. It was real. There was no equipment that made somebody better. And so for me, I always enjoyed the purity of fighting without adding equipment to make somebody better. So when they started doing that, when Tank Abbott came out with the gloves on because he was hurting his hands, when he was hitting guys, so he, he came up with these gloves. Well, then they thought it was a great idea, but it didn't have anything to protect with the guy getting hit at all, as much as they tried to sell it that way, but it didn't. And so I thought to myself, if I ever had the chance to bring back that purity, because that's what I fell in love with, was the purity of fighting, God-given talent that you walk into that ring with and that nobody is going to give you something that's going to help you win. And so I said to myself, I want to bring that back. If I ever had the chance to do that, I'm going to. And so obviously it was many, many years after when I kind of walked away uh, from MMA and, and the fighting and got into some pro wrestling. I was enjoying stuff. I started seeing these clips come up on these social media platforms of guys fighting, guys in backyards, uh, the, 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 the Kimbo story, um, you know, um, Masvidal, that story, just mm -hmm. all these different guys. And, and they were getting the millions of followers are following these bare knuckle fighters that are fighting in these backyards. Then all of a sudden BKFC came up. They had some fighters from England that were doing their shows over there and you were getting numbers. People were looking and I thought to myself, okay, it's time. Now I want to, I want to jump in and do it, but I wanted to do it right. I didn't want it to be, want it to be ugly. I don't want it to be not professional because bare knuckle can be taken in a very nasty way, right? If it's not, if it's not packaged right. And if it's not marketed properly, people will look at it as this cult thing. And, and I didn't want that. So mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure the rules that we had would be along the same lines as boxing rules, because I think boxing is an organized sport. Um, it's been around for, for a very long time, and the rules are proven. I don't like clinching other than in boxing. I just one thing I want to take out of the bare knuckle because with open hands, if you clinch, you can grab because your hands are open. You don't have gloves on. Right. So I want to take the clinching out completely because that slows boxing matches down. Imagine bare knuckle when your hands are open, how slow it would be. So no clinching, and it would be three rounds because we realized that how the bare knuckles, how much effect the bare knuckles would be rather than the gloves. And that you have to be very careful on how you're landing your punches. Um, and the longer the fights go, the more chances you have a break in your hand. But if you can be more accurate with your shots, you can finish fights quicker. Um, so for me to do that, and then when I came up with the idea of the pit, the bout circle, I wanted something that was more visually exciting 
like when I walked into the UFC for the first time and there was this octagon with this fence around it, it's like mm -hmm. walking into a movie. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. I wanted that same effect visually, but I wanted to be, wanted to have a reason why we had this visual effect. And that reason being is, is that when you're fighting in with ropes or with a fence, you can lay on it. You can literally have a guy come to you. You get hurt, you can, it helps you. If you want to kind of rope it up, it helps you. You can back up and move against it, bounce off of it, spin out. You use it as a weapon. To me, I wanted to take that out because I didn't want anybody to be able to use anything in there other than their God-given talents, footwork and their hands. And so taking that out, obviously sitting in the front rows, visually, you don't got to look through ropes, you don't look through fences. It's visually so much more appealing when you look at this and you're watching it from a fan perspective. There is nothing in your way watching these guys fight. So that's, that's really how I came up with the bare knuckle and the idea was the love of it. But when I was going to do it, I wanted to market it and package it in a very professional way. And we're looking at a video right now on the show, uh, as you can see, of, uh, of a match about ready to go down. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's double tough. <laughs> that's really it's, it, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's kind of funny. You were talking about the old days. Um, I actually have the entire sports section of the Jim Jeffries versus Jack Johnson fight. Yeah. And I wow. have it framed. I have it. As a matter of fact, I think you saw it in my office, right? The entire section, the sports section of the newspaper that was never folded, that was never perfect condition. One day, because I know you'll come down, uh, up to, to North Carolina, Wilmington one day with Nick and Nick Furis, and, and you're going to come up here because um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I want to show that to you. You, you know, is this gonna is this gonna make a ton of money like the other pay per view stuff that you've been involved in? Is this gonna bring in that kind of cash? Because I think it would, to be quite yeah, honest with you. I think it's the next evolution to the fans wanting to see people fight in in different ways, just like with the UFC when it came out. People had a hard time at first wrapping their head around what this would be. And then people trying to say it was dangerous or they're barbaric. Well, this is the same kind of thing where people, even though it's old, I mean, this has been, this goes way back to the beginning of boxing. That's how they did it. So, and they didn't put gloves on because the guys were getting hurt, getting hit. That's not why they did it. So that's out the window. That's not going to work anymore. So I truly believe this is the next step in the evolution of our combat sports and what people want to see. Beautiful. I, I know you've written also a couple of books because Janice has just been talking so many questions to you, throwing questions at you left and right. She, you know, and that's the problem you have. A, yeah. I mean, Jr. and I have been sitting back, not saying a word, and Janice this and Janice that with you. I know you've written a couple of books. Janice, are there any questions you want to you want to ask? Oh, you know, he gave me such a bad time. He says, you want to talk about books? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you might have noticed a few books behind me. So, you know, it's kind of my topic. Yeah, sort of what I do. But yeah, I do want to, I want to ask you what it was like to put your story to paper or to electronic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was risky. Um, I didn't understand what I was getting into until after I started putting it down. 
I think a lot of people that start to write a book, I understand now what they go through because when you first start talking about, you want to talk about your career, you want to talk about your life. You don't realize when you do that, that somebody that is going to do a good job, they're going to want to know your life story. They're going to want to know the tough times and the things that you went through. And so they're going to probe. They're going to ask probing questions. They're going to ask people from your childhood. They're going to find people. We, there was over 200 people that was reached out to, to get this book done. Um, and there was a lot of things that happened to me that people didn't know, you know, uh, the abuse as a child, uh, you know, uh, being stabbed, um, you know, having to go through divorces, uh, with my, my, uh, my parents and didn't really even know them. Uh, you know, then when I get with one, I have to go through another struggle with the ones that actually adopted me. They went through some issues, you know, and not understanding as a kid that, you know, marriage is hard and that things happen sometimes that you, you want to hate somebody, but there's nobody to really hate in some of those situations. It's just didn't, it just didn't work. And neither person was really at fault. It's just, they just grew apart. Um, and so as a kid, you get stuck in the middle wanting to blame somebody, especially me coming from where I came from, the streets and, 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 the, and, the, and the family that I had or I didn't have. Then I get one and then having to go through that again after all oh, my world is, is perfect at 16 years old, that all comes apart. And then I break my neck and that's t- taken from me. Um, and then other things in my life with the drug addictions and things that I came across because of some of the door- divorces I went through and the struggles my kids went through, which now we're all good and everything. But during those times, it was I never wanted that because I know what I went through. So to talk about all that stuff, to bring up that stuff because in you have to you have to go back to that moment and you have to put yourself there again and you have to explain it in detail of things that happened to you because the last thing you want to do is is talk about it and it not be right so i had to focus i had to put myself there so i remembered things that had happened i remember the emotional roller coaster i went to i, I remember the hardship i went through the things i was thinking at those moments so is that when somebody read the book, they would be there with me and understand that struggle and the hurt and the frustration. And then they would be able to understand later on the things that I did later in my life as an adult, how that relates to that, to be able to understand why I was going through these things and why I had fear of being married and why I had fear of things happening to my children and all those things that had happened to me. And it all had to come together. And the only way that could happen was I had to put myself back there again. And that I remember my wife telling me, because I told her, and I remember I, I going through this, and I remember she said to me, because <clears throat> I she knows how I was, because she was with me when I was ten years old. Her parents ran the halfway house, so she knew the stuff that I had gone through. So she told me, she said, if you get to a point to where you get too depressed about things that are happening, I'm going to pull you out. And so we went through that, and she pulled me out one or two times that we were going through some of this stuff. She had to come to me and set me down and said, you got to stop because I was, I was literally, she could see literally me shutting down again. So it, be very careful when people talk. I say this to anybody that just struggles as they're going through it. Make sure you have somebody near you that understands you. And so that way, when you're going through this, it's not fun. It's not something that you're going to go, yeah, I'm going to tell my life story and, you know, that want to help people. And, and, and it's not going to affect me because it will. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, we've had a lot of guests, you know, from previous shows and stuff. And this is the 
beginning of the new format of the show that we did, and we've had a lot of guests. You are, uh, and again, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because I wouldn't do that. You are probably one of the most <laughs> best motivational people as far as giving true motivation to individuals overcoming uh, the the you know the shortcomings that you had and things that were thrown at you and how you look at life and I wish that more people would actually and I hope that they when they listen to this and watch this that they'll see who you truly are and what a magnificent role model as far as getting people off their ass not feeling sorry for themselves and actually bringing their lives into into focus to, for the good and ken uh, i i i want to make sure that you bring your ass back here anytime you want um and i mean and, that and then we can talk about both of his books we can talk about both of his books but janice if we, can just stop, if we if we can just stop you talking janice i think we'd be fine but you know uh to be quite honest, and, and jr i don't want to see your nipples anymore to be quite honest with you so you, you get some faith that's, that's a social media content right there. <laughs> to say the least but uh ken uh listen i know uh for it's you go to kenshamrock.com and the bare knuckles uh, competition. When when are we going to start full blast? Now is everything going full blast right now? Yeah, right now we've got everything moving forward, but we don't want to launch a date. We have a date, but we don't want to do that until we get all our ducks in a row. But we will be doing a a show. We just want we and we want to do it in January. We just don't have a date yet. I got it. And uh, you know, I want you back on here. And then uh, you and I are going to put the gloves on. And uh, I'm going to talk to the Spanish family and tell them what jerks they were for not taking you on and putting you in a fullback position. Anyone's right. running 5'11", and he's running a 4'5". Oh, yeah, and you're, I, she, I'm going to talk to Dean. I had a broken neck, though. Remember that? So I'm sorry. Alex Spanis was an idiot for not taking you at that. Was that during the time of, Cor of Don Coriel? No, it was uh, 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 what's his name? The, uh, they call him the train. He was a running back. The oh, the uh, the Nigerian, not the Nigerian. Uh, no, right. it was, uh, this, this, this was, was, an, this was yeah, this 80. was like an '86, '88. Train lane. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. all right. Because That's I gotta tell you, man. That's what uh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, you are <laughs> yes, Janice. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I heard her say it first. And yeah, then I, she did say it first. That we just ignored yeah. her because you, you guys know. just don't let me talk enough. <laughs> uh, can, can, oh, sorry, real quick, Basil. Real, I'm yeah. so sorry, Basil. Can we go back? Can you explain, like, because I've heard the story you telling about how you broke your neck in high school. You had you were um, the kid you were wrestling. He was a little bigger. Some kids put the mats together that normally didn't put the mats together, I think, or didn't put them together the right way or something. You had yes, him up on your shoulders about to slam him. Yes. Slipped, and he landed on your neck. Your face almost goes into your belly button type stuff. Yeah, pushed it down to my sternum. Yeah, I was in an Indian sitting position because I shot in like a fireman's carry. Yeah. I went to lift him, okay. elevate him up, and the mat slipped out, and I fell into an Indian position, and then he was on top of me. So my chin and my nose went down oh. to my sternum. So that extended your spine 
And when it you went like this. In your spine. This was my neck. It stretched yeah. it because my head went all the way down. It just ripped everything. And then when it came back down, it smashed the cartilage. Oh. And then it was sitting like that. So Good I was just sitting right man. on the edge. And you have gone on to do all this stuff in your career after that, man. The, just the intestinal fortitude. That That's just amazing, man. And I, I commend you for it. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't want to kill the show or anything like that, but I, I do believe in Christ. And I believe that, you know, um, everybody has something they believe in and you lock onto that and it helps you do things. And I locked onto that. And I felt like if he brought me this far, there was no way he's walking away from me now. So he I has a plan. He's got a plan. Everything happens right. for a reason. Absolutely. Ken, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for actually, this is one of the best shows we've done. And we just truly loved it, man. We really did. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to bring your ass back here again. And uh, I'm hopefully in January, when you're about ready to release all that information for the Bare Knuckles. Again, ladies and gentlemen, KenShamrock.com. Ken Shamrock, you are the man. And I appreciate you being on our show, my brother. Yeah, don't forget ValorBareKnuckle.com. ValorBareKnuckle.com. If you want to check us out, see when our show's coming up, you can check our website out. If you want to fight, check us out. Send us in your info. It's right on there right now, folks. If you can see it right now, Ken and if you can see it. ValorBareKnuckle.com. Uh, 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 we got your site up right now. And uh, hey, brother, thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you back on again. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. God bless. Oh, God bless nice you. To you. Talk to you soon, my friend. Take care, Ken. All right, All right folks. I just want to say this has been one hell of a show. You've been watching the brand new, all new Pinch of Basil show. This is our first show that we have done. And um, what a great show. He's amazing. Goodness, Gary. Like I didn't, I didn't want to just geek out with my wrestling stuff. You know what I mean? But just I'm surprised just, you bring out your action figures and start playing well, with them you know, on I didn't, air. You know, I didn't get embarrassed. I didn't, you know, <laughs> what people are talking about. You know, you know, this is big. This big 300 pound man playing with toys. You know? Let me but tell no, you, he was a great, incredible. Just everything. Well, thanks, thanks to our listeners too. We appreciate That's them right. as well. Let's get back in the oh, chat. Well, we see another comment. I think we got a. Uh, yep. Yep. What's the comment that we've Well, here's one. Because I, I don't even see them on the side. We got to make sure that works to uh, next time. I don't know, don't know if, how to work it. <laughs> I'm pronouncing the name right, but it says Perry Macris, M A K R I S. Macris? Macris. It says G R G R G R G R. Hi, I saw live on stage when you came to Melbourne, Australia. And then it says Y A S S O U. Yasu. Yasu. You got to get, listen, man. I don't want you to sit there and go, well, listen, man, I, I'm a black man. I know I speak wait, Greek. Hey, That's BS. Let me tell are, you something. Wait till you get to the Greek names. You're going to just be in trouble. They made right? fun of me bad. <laughs> <laughs> but my listen, for all the listeners and viewers, um, I, I just want to say thank you from Australia to South Africa, all the way throughout Europe, North America, right. South America. Thank you all so much for being part of the new Pinch of Basil show. On behalf of myself, Janice Hermson, JR Equipment, I want to thank you all for, for watching and listening. Uh, you can always catch us and find out and get all this stuff on Twitch. You can get it on YouTube, Facebook, 
And we're going to make sure that Facebook is going to be working uh, next week uh, so we can broadcast this whole thing live. But I want to say thank you all so much. God bless you. You have a damn good week. And we'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where our guest will be. What's our guest next week, uh, Janice? You're asking me. I'm Mike Is it Mike Hollis? It's Mike Hollis, all-pro uh, field goal kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be with us next week. We're excited to have him. I think we got Ray Boom Boom Ancini coming on the show as well. We just uh, worked that out. So he'll be joining us. Yeah, Ray Boom Boom Mancini will be wow. with us. Uh, we also have a couple of great authors coming. Uh, Carlo Mira, the Greek singer. Costa Kufos. I think we got Costa Kufos to come back. The great basketball player from OSU will be coming back. So uh, we're excited. Thank you all so much for being part of the show. I'm going to go home and give the wife a kiss, smack my kids around, and I'm going to go to bed. There it is, baby. Love and kisses. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, everybody.